Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon trading card games premier podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, joined as always by my good, good friend, Mr. JW Crewall. JW, how's it going today? It's going pretty well, Riley. How are you? I am thriving. That is my word of the day. I've said thriving to everyone who's asked. <laughs> Dude, that's good. Okay, what makes you thriving? Nothing really. And if anything, I'm not thriving, but, you know, it's kind of like one of those. Um, <laughs> You know, speak yeah, your reality. Fake it until you make it. Yeah, exactly. Speak gotcha. your reality kind of things. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad we're back once again. Once again. Happy to be here. Yeah. How are things going in the uh, the Creole world? Uh, it's good. Let's see. The biggest thing yesterday, I couldn't sleep. I was playing PCGO till like. Oh no three in the morning don't tell my wife uh and then i cleaned my room so i now have yeah no i it it was really good i got rid of like four boxes last night so (laughs) i now have my table all set up and i could potentially if i ever find a friend uh here in columbus i could potentially do like tabletop stuff i just need a just need a um like to set the camera up, so I ordered like a. Yeah. I have my little Logitech webcam, so I'm gonna see how that looks with a little extender for the cord out back. And um, but yeah, there might be some tabletop stuff coming. I don't know, or at least at the very least, it's a place for like Ann and I to play board games or something. And that's not to be underestimated. That's valuable. That is space. not. It's nice. I, I just I'm so happy that I finally <laughs> got it set up. It's like been yeah a month in the making. So there you go. That's awesome. Yeah. Any other exciting developments? Ooh, job is going well. I'm ordering a lot of cards Uh-oh. for IRL tournaments. I mean, it's like a lot of little things, right? You yeah. go on TCG Player and like uh, if Full Grip doesn't have something, you know. Then I'll just like go on TCG player and it's like an order here, a little bit of this, like one Guzzlord, one, you know, <laughs> Max Elixir, right? Like all these little cards that just are kind of adding up. So that's pretty cool. And that's been, that's been fun. It's been good to touch cards again. Yeah. I love to touch them. I, me too, bro. Like actually just <laughs> straight up touching the cards is like insane. Oh, I am getting the itch. I feel that, man. I feel that. Yeah. Now, whenever I go to, like, Target and I find one of those, like, jumbo starter packs, you know, with the, the three starter Pokemon from a generation, I always buy those so I can open up some packs. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, That's cool. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay, anything new with you, Riley? New with me? Um, nothing too wild. Nothing too wild. I went to a... Uh, a minor league soccer game on Saturday, which is pretty fun. Um, the remind me their name again, the forward, right? You, Madison forward, the forward, right? Because you've been and they they have the pink and teal colors. Yeah, they look great. I'm remembering. Um, so went to one of their games again. That was really fun. Um, and you know, just been kind of plowing through a lot of work this week. Um, mm-hmm. Tons of stuff going on, but the. The uh, clearing is on the horizon. Very cool. Um, And speaking of things on the horizon, the end is near, JW. The end of this calendar year of Pokemon is is coming up quickly on us. Yeah, no doubt. And also 
another finish of another great season of tag team. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we got one more episode after this one before the season is complete. Uh, But we do want to spend this episode kind of taking a look back at the, the history of the format this year and taking a look at some of the highlights from the show and from, uh, you know, just the general going ons of the community in the past year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're really excited to kind of share some of our ideas with you. And if you have any experiences that you've personally had that have been really valuable, feel free to either share them in the chat or, you know, shoot us over a message on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. Jadevi, do you want to start us off with our first highlight moment of the year? Well, moment or just general time frame. I I thought this year was really fun for a lot of the Pokemon content creator collaborations. Yeah. And one of those collaborations that happened earlier in the like rot- rotational year that the <laughs> Pokemon competitive year was the the Omnipoke Online Play League. I thought that was a fantastic thing for the community and just a really fun way for some of the content creators, both big and small, to collaborate on something for, you know, the greater good, I guess, <laughs> for just, you know, people yeah. in general. I, I thought it was a really great time. And um, unfortunately, I don't think that it really took off like it didn't it didn't blow up in a way that um that i think some of the organizers were expecting but i don't think that that means that it's not a success you know i think it was a good way for us all to gather together have some fun with each other and and support each other in a way which which is really good i feel like again like we say it a lot or at least i say it a lot you know um that the Community really um, helps each other. Yeah. No, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like the opposite, right? Like people are always in the TCG community amongst the content creators. For the most part, 95% of the content creators are going to help one another out. And yeah. I think this was a perfect representation of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. I forget. Did you win a lot of games in the play league? I I win about average. Average. I went about average. I had some where it was like some absurdly bad luck. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, it was all the luck. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> like my deck choice or anything like that. But no, we went we went about average. I think, you know, it's it fine. It's kind of a toss up with that kind of stuff, right? Because like you can just get hard, hard like metagamed out of the, you know, it's just the <laughs> best of three kind of conquest style. So it's super easy to just kind of get get bodied there by one or two bad games but it was a lot of fun i hope we do it again in the future at some point um or or something similar maybe not on the week-to-week level as that but like maybe some kind of you know invitational or something you know i think people like to see generally you know the feedback was that okay i like to see these content creators match up against one another you know did it get the general views Eh, on youtube maybe not but um yeah that kind of competition among content creators is pretty cool absolutely it's always fun to see you know the crossover episode right or your favorite creators are like working with each other yeah for sure i mean that's a huge thing in i don't know i guess like in i'm sure in any competitive arena right you just love to see like your favorite athletes 
yeah. go up against each other or yeah, your favorite teams, right? Like, like in, in esports or something like go after each other. So, uh, it was pretty fun. I don't know that we, you know, developed any rivalries, but I think, you know, next time, if there <laughs> is a next time, I'm going to be talking way more trash. There you go. Yeah. That's the secret. You got to have yeah. a villain. That's right. Why not me? <laughs> I think you fit me? right in. <laughs> I think you'd fit oh, right what in. the heck? I think I'm the nicest of all the content creators. Is that true? I mean, that's for you to decide, but I'm throwing that out to the universe. <laughs> I guess the universe will, will be the judge of that. That's right. Um, another highlight, and this is like another general one. Uh, I think a huge thing for me that I've emphasized throughout the year is I've been really surprised, pleasantly surprised and happy to see the kind of grassroots scene that we've built up in Pokemon. I feel like so much of Pokemon was so rigorously defined by play Pokemon during like the past few years and, and really even historically. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, the community has really come together and made their own scene in the last year basically it's been really impressive you know we've had the hegster events we've had the chill tcg events we've had all these different like recurring series getting tons and tons of entrance every single week Um, Mm -hmm. and people are still like enjoying the game and playing it and that's awesome and it's it's really cool to see you know we've talked as well about how it's had impacts on the metagame and the fact that like the metagame is developing so much more quickly now because of the cadence of events and the publishing of all these different results. And it's really cool. I'm so curious to see when we eventually return to in-person play, like what the the downstream effect of that is on this like limitless environment that we've cultivated. Are you saying like, do you want to see if it continues or yeah, do you want to like, see like, like if the players that have played a lot and have you know, made, both, I don't I know, think. names for themselves, like continue on in the yeah, IRL sphere? Yeah, I, I think both. I would love to see some of those players and like, you know, take it to the next level and prove themselves at like a regional championship. Um, and I would also love to see this online sphere like continue. You know, I think it's, I think it's good for the game to have like this kind of grassroots local-ish scene where there's like tons of, you know, tons of smaller events that you can always participate in you know, just depending on your availability or in, and time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it has been really cool. I I mean, with the absence of a ranked ladder, <laughs> it's been almost a necessity. Don't bring for, it up, man. Don't bring it I up. I know, I know. But it's been almost a necessity for these kinds of tournaments to exist, right? Because you just, you need a way to showcase competition. Yeah. Uh, and you need a way for, you know, players to, to compete and again without a ranked ladder like it's been pretty hard to showcase that so these tournaments have been um you know one of those ways right that somebody can say yeah i'm i'm separating myself from the pack as being somebody that uh, is good um that you know you saw like azul win a bunch of tournaments you're seeing all these you know players that i don't know that i had ever heard of before online tournaments like consistently perform very well so it's really it's really neat absolutely absolutely but speaking of online tournaments i think another thing that we should bring up i mean of course is just the entire creation of the players cups yeah what a fantastic um idea by pokemon 
Uh, I think we were all kind of waiting early in the <laughs> pandemic, like, hey, when is this going to be a thing? When is this going to be a thing? When is Pokemon going to, you know, kind of step up and, um, and and provide the community with events and, and actual, you know, sanctioned online tournaments? And to their credit, I think they listened, right? They listened to the community. At least I like to think that they did and, <laughs> and brought us something that was really special, unique, and, um, and worked pretty well. <laughs> yeah. I think the oh. player's cup was, um, it was awesome. I, the level of excitement around the player's cup happening, obviously they kind of fumbled the ball a bit with like the first iteration of the key system. It felt like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but they really refined that going forward. It felt a lot smoother going forward. Um, and it was really just a joy to see the fact that Pokemon was still invested into the online scene right like we weren't just um waiting for an answer i guess for a year they they actually did invest their time into it and and spoke to the players and their desire to play right absolutely yeah i think um it you know we're always going to have concerns i guess like one of my concerns would be like well could they have just done more of these tournaments but (laughs) um it was at least something to look forward to every quarter. And I really hope something like this exists. Um, if, you know, soon we go back to IRL competition and that's a big, I mean, that's always a big if like you, you we're speaking like day by day as if it's going to happen. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's something certainly that I hope Pokemon will continue in some capacity, whether it's this large scale or even just, you know, eight-man pods to earn, you know, some CP or something like that. I hope they continue this kind of level of competition in the online sphere. Yeah, and not to mention, you know, we can't, we'd uh, we'd be remiss to mention the Players' Cups without talking about our own, like, experiences in them. You know, positive and negative highlights, I guess. <laughs> JW and I had some flubs in the Players' Cups. Uh, we mm-hmm. also had some really good qualifying runs. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there was that one. Let's see. It was, I think, Players, Players Cup, Cup two. 2 for me and then 3 for you. Oh, 3 for me. Yeah. And I just smoked through uh, through Players Cup 3. I don't know. What did you finish in Players Cup 2? Not great. Not oh, okay. Great. Okay. Um, oh, I, okay. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. Because I, like, I was like top 16, I think, in terms of points. Oh, in qualification. Oh, in qualification, I was, I was fifth. That's right. Yeah, I was like, I thought you had some no, I, ridiculous the, run. The finish, I was, I was tied for fourth, fifth with Azul. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So that was kind of cool. I don't yeah. know what the tiebreaker was. <laughs> Did, so Azul got fourth and you got fifth. Yeah. You hate to see it. You hate. You hate it. It's, you despise it. Sorry about that, bud. It's okay. But so I did do better than you. Um, but then in the actual <laughs> Players Cup itself, you far exceeded me. <laughs> True. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and of course, Pikachu and Zekrom carrying us hard through <laughs> Players Cups. I mean, that's... I, you know what? I'll, I'll be honest. I'll miss that deck, man. I I played that back when it was like, you know, baby Pikachu, back when it was Pika Pads. <laughs> You know, back when yeah. they have Bolton, like there have been a lot of iterations of Pikaram that I've played. And um, 
I'll miss it. I'll miss it. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny to see the life cycle and like reminisce about these cards as the life cycle because that was what introduced in 2019, right? Like, yeah, a long time ago. Um, and then just to yeah continually play it and see it kind of evolve is I'm yeah, gonna, funny. I'm gonna miss it. I was like a huge Pikaram stand before Pikaram came out, and then it kind of came too mainstream, so I got over it, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Um, but then I think post rotation this year, I kind of yeah. had a revitalized interest in Pikaram. I think taking yeah. away like the super turbo elements to it made it yeah. more interesting to me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You weren't just like a glass cannon. I felt like that was a lot of the old lists were just like, yeah. I'm going to try to blow up and get that one big turn with like, you know, two or three electro power, like go hard. And yeah, then if I, I don't get it, I'll, then it's I kinda, said it huh. at the start of the year, and I'll say it again. I really did not like Electra Power. I didn't like Thunder Mountain. I didn't like what they added. Um, mm-hmm. So having it be more restricted to just like Coco and Bolton was, it felt like a more strategic deck to me at that point. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Pokemon also invested in the online scene in a completely different way that we should call out as well. And that's the team challenges. Um, now, obviously, the team challenge still looks like it needs some refinement in order to really nail down exactly what they're going for there. Uh, but so, so cool that they did it. I think it was really interesting. Like, you have all these local stores that have an opportunity to, you know, kind of represent this their scene in a way um, at a high level of competition. So mm-hmm. super fun. I love how they incentivized, like, for the stores and the players to participate. You know, you had these play mats that you got and iteratively that you got new ones if you did better and better in your placements. So I I love the idea. I would love to see them continue to iterate on that and like improve upon it. I think, you know, still need some polish, but I really, really (laughs) am a fan of it. Yeah, I think it was pretty cool. I think there was some discrepancy uh my biggest (laughs) gripe my biggest gripe outside of like the scheduling issues which is really not a fault of anyone but it's just you know uh what's going to happen when you're trying to coordinate you know three to eight people um or excuse me six to eight people um (laughs) but uh my biggest gripe was like there's discrepancy amongst like tos and stores about prizing yeah which i thought was was really interesting and i on the one hand i like kind of understand it on the first team challenge or the second team whatever one i qualified for one of the earlier team challenges and pokemon sent out a box to all the stores i think with the intent being hey divvy this box up amongst your players and participants and then they just ended up like selling the box and it's like i understand like i get it if you're a local game store in a pandemic like I, I empathize, but also, you know, is that is that good practice? Like, you kind of knew that they were sending you this box yeah, I mean, to I think, be distributed, right? I think right? really the, the lesson of the team challenge is there needed to be better logistics around it. Right. All And, that, you know, that kind of covers the prizes, that covers the scheduling, just like it wasn't logistically <laughs> super well done. But the idea was there. <laughs> yeah, and it was a great idea. I mean, it's fun yeah. to like because I, I felt like the team challenge actually really um, like was a good line between hard competition 
and just like fun. Yeah. You know, because you had at least on all the teams that I was on or, or most of the teams I was on, like a general mix of like, okay, here's some tryhards or like players with results. And then here's some people that just like signed up one night and won, you know, <laughs> yeah. and like they'd been playing for a year or something, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, there's that kind of mix. And so, um, I thought it kind of made that, made that kind of exciting, kind of interesting in the sense that, okay, we're really trying to win, but I can't feel too bad about losing because, you know, uh, you know, people are going to play weird decks or, you know, the <laughs> caliber of players, not like top tier, right. Cause you can't choose your, your partners, but yeah, I thought it was a good mix of, of like competition and, uh, and just like a chill atmosphere. Absolutely. So I want them. Yeah. So a long, long story short, like I want them to continue this kind of thing. Like we're all these things. I feel like we're good innovations that only happened because of the pandemic, but it's like a quality of life improvement that I want them to continue it well into the future. I don't know if they will. It doesn't really seem as though there's going to be another players cup or another team challenge, but like, I really hope that they will because they were a lot of fun. I totally agree. And I guess capping off our kind of like players cup online scene highlights from the year. I mean, we got to mention Alex Shemansky, man, he took home the chilling rain players cup. And then just shortly afterwards, he took home like the players cup invitational championship uh, using the same deck. (laughs) Unbelievable. And he had some amazing games within there too. I mean, I just think of, the one game he had in game three versus Azul where Azul really seemed to be like in a commanding position. And Alex just finds this perfect route to take six prizes in one turn. I mean, mm-hmm. this guy has figured it out. And I, Alex has been a guy who's had good results throughout his career. He's been top 16 player uh, since he came to masters, but I feel like he's been waiting to have those like really big breakthrough moments where he's like, this is, you know, this is me on top here. And yeah, he, yeah, he's for sure. had that validating moment. I feel like he's. Yeah, himself. yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, if you've been playing the game for any number of years, you'll recognize Alex's name. And um, uh, and, and you'll always kind of I don't know, at least for me, it was always like, uh, of course, Alex, fantastic player, little bit of an asterisk because it always would seem like, OK, he'd get to top eight of a regional or he'd get to top eight of, ocean, you know, of a, of a uh, international or something like, like he'd always be there in the conversation, but could never quite close the deal. Like a lot of it to no fault of his own. Yeah. But that's just how the how the cards happen. Right. That's how the chips fell. And so to have him win uh, this event, you know, kind of nothing else happening. Right. Like all eyes on the players cup and um and that invitational as well and to win both was just really really like you said validating for him so i'm very happy that uh that he was able to do that come away with a win absolutely and i think we have one more major highlight that we want to cover we had a great year on the cast as well. We did. Um, we had a lot of listenership this year. You all have shown so much love and support. And we had a lot of great friendly faces that joined us on the podcast. Javi, you want to dive into some of those? Yeah. So early in the year, we had Chip Richie was a great interview, I thought. Yeah. Uh, and and look for these people to, you know, again, the, the content creation sphere is like 
relatively small. So like I would say look for, you know, a handful of these people to potentially well, a handful. Look for a couple of these people to be back again uh next season but chip was very early on um it was really cool to get to hear his backstory i remember him talking about what he did like as a job right and he was just like yeah man i just sell on ebay and stuff and i was like oh that's insane what a guy finally i know the the ebay reseller uh and then (laughs) and then we also had uh celio's network so luke was joining the cast this was kind of that stretch where Riley, you were you were in your own world, man. I was. So <laughs> I really was. Luke was uh, Luke was another one that uh, was great because he talked a lot about the uh, you know we talked a lot about a content creation and he's obviously pushing really hard for that as being kind of a, a viable means of of income uh, and just how hard that is right with all the challenges that I think are seemingly apparent to playing the Pokemon trading card game. Um, but you know, props to Luke and a uh, really great interview there that we had atrocious Jake on the cast, another player that it kind of falls into that category of like, Oh, started with TCG, you know, started with, with doing PTCGO and, and openings and stuff like that. And then has since kind of moved into VGC, which is, yep. we've seen that a number of times players like purple cliff, uh, Sierra Dawn. Yep. Um, and then I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's at least one or two others that I'm missing. Yeah, those are the two but, that come to mind for me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe like, uh, like pink vapor would be yeah. another one, right. Uh, to an extent, I suppose, but, uh, another one of those creators. And so that was cool to get his perspective on, on the two communities. And then we had frosted caribou. So Shelby joined us on, well, joined me on the cast uh, <laughs> most recently. And that was, again, another great conversation. I feel like I uh, got to know her a little bit better as a creator and, and person. And uh, I was pleasantly uh, surprised by the insight that uh, I gleaned from our conversation. So all those really great interviews are up on the, you know, on the podcasting platforms of your choice. So I would definitely <laughs> recommend you go check them out. If and you then rate and review once you're done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Riley, did you have a chance to listen back to any of those? I haven't listened to the caribou one yet. I listened to the others. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. Any, any thoughts on, uh, on the guests that we had on the cast this year? I mean, I really enjoyed all of them. And I think that's one of the things that we talked about this earlier is we have just such a, with regards to the Omnipoke League, we have just such a welcoming, positive sphere in Pokemon. I think it's easy to lose sight of that, but um, just like really great people, honestly, that exist around us in the Pokemon scene. Yeah. Yeah. I would say for the most part, right? Like we still have. For sure. Um, issues, of there's, course. There's bad apples. There's bad there's, apples. There's never, um, there's never going to be a time to stop, you know, trying to move forward in terms of, you know, progressive uh thoughts on on you know various members in the community but um no you're, you're absolutely right uh, right i think it's, we've done a good uh, job a good though, place, though. of surrounding ourselves with with positive people who uplift the community as a whole yeah would agree would agree so great i want to make one because i know we're going to move into card of the day now i want to make one other special shout out uh yeah. during players cup one it was an absolute joy to work 
on a rogue deck that didn't actually come to uh, the full realization. Um, <laughs> I mean, it did. It was played, right? But uh, uh, I was working with Alex Piney on his uh, Decidui Obstagoon deck. And, you know, he came to me with this idea and he's like, hey, I need some help, like with the list and trying to figure out how to make this work. And it was a genius idea. It certainly spawned what we would see later on in, in future formats, uh, the Decidui decks of future formats. Unfortunately, had some bad luck running in, into like, I think just a random fire deck. And then the, I think it facing off against Natalie, if I remember correctly, but certainly one of those metal decks that, you know, <laughs> uh, with the GX and then they had the, the, the Luke metal GX, right. Getting rid of the energy and reducing and the, the damage. And then the, the Zashin and then the, I think they also had the um, stun fisk as well, oh, which was that's the brutal. real, that's brutal. the real killer. So, uh, oh no, 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 I take it back. They had the bronze on. They had the bronze on. So, uh, still like doing seventy damage, two shotting all the decidueyes and taking making it, it like really hard. Bad. And then, yeah, right. And then you had the metal goggles, right? So you're like taking no damage. So that was a really tough matchup, but um, it was cool to work on <laughs> that deck with Alex, and and uh, I'll remember that fondly from this season as well. Honestly, just a just a great year, great year in review. Um, I'm excited for what the next year brings with us. And yeah. with that, I want to bring us into the card of the day. JW, I got a Pokedex entry for you for this card of the day. Are you ready? I am ready. Can I Google it? No. I mean, okay. I guess I'm, I can't. Less... Stop, I can't physically stop you, but it would. I'm be, less ready. It would be in bad faith if you did. Um, That's fair. Okay, I will not. <laughs> so it goes as follows. Its swiftness is unparalleled. It can scale a tower of more than 2,000 feet in a minute's time. Um, I mean, and I'll it's tell gonna... you what. You can get one hint. It can either be the set or the type. Okay, I'll take the type for sure. Water. What the heck? Um. Okay, how about this is gonna be a weird one. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Pelipper. <laughs> no, it's not Pelipper. Dang it! <laughs> that was a weird one. Um, so the card that I chose and I was inspired because of our conversation last week about Drizzile. So I chose another stage one of two water type that was relevant. Yeah. And that is Frogadier. Oh, <laughs> so, man. So Frogadier from Breakpoint was another stage one that had a lot of play. Um, and what Frogadier did is it had for one water energy, it had the infamous water duplicates attack where you could get up to three more Frogadier, all of them from your deck and put them into play. Let's um, go without having to evolve a Froki. And that's really what enabled the whole Greninja deck to even be a thing. Greninja break. Uh, so, you know, not quite as useful generally as Drizzile, but it filled the niche of like mm. a you know of a stage one that actually contributes to the game. Mm -hmm. So um, 
I really am a fan of the Greninja line. Greninja Break was a deck that I really wanted to work on a couple of occasions and never did. Um, so, Frogadier, thank you for your service. Card of the day, yeah. Well, and you can still kind of play Frogadier in this format. You can play Frogadier in this format? Well, kind of. If you're looking for the same, you know, oh. water duplicates. Effect. Oh, yes, with Curlia. Yeah. Yeah, Curlia. Frogadier was there first. Frogadier was there first. <laughs> That's right. Never forget the OG. Never forget the OG. So, the original Greninja. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I think we wanted to move on now to some of the highs and lows from each of the formats. So these are more card-based, uh, what, contenders and pretenders? What did we... We called them MVPs, LVPs, although I like the contender for pretender as well. Yeah, I don't know. MVP, LVP maybe matches a little bit more because there are certainly some on this list that were, that, pretenders. <laughs> that were definitely not pretenders, but we don't think very highly of them. So let's go with the MVP, LVP, most valuable players in their respective formats and least valuable players in their respective formats. So uh, we've had four set releases this year, Darkness Ablaze, Vivid Voltage, Battle Styles, and our latest Chilling Rain. Yep. And so we'll start with Team Up to Darkness Ablaze. Riley, what are the MVP and the LVP for this format? So, I mean, when you're thinking of an MVP for the Darkness Blaze format, I think there's only one truly obvious answer. You know, we've talked about it a lot on the podcast, about how much we like it, about how good it is. And that is, of course... (laughs) Mad Party. Let's go. <laughs> so Mad Party was probably my favorite deck to come out in the past year. Uh, just so ridiculous, so fun, and I could never get enough of it. Honestly, it's yeah. It just like it was like smooth sailing, right? Like you load Pete's CGO up, you got like nary a care in the world. <laughs> That's and you're just rolling your Mad Party that deck. That exactly describes clown. me. Yeah, nary For a sure. care. <laughs> For sure. And like you know what? Like I. And name a better deck to like Friday night, you know, you just got done playing league, you know, and you need to kind of like wind down maybe with an adult beverage. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm going to log into Peach CGO for, you know, an hour until I fall asleep. And like, you're rolling mad party every time in that sitch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This deck is insanely fun. It was, you know, one of the one of the few like consistently viable one prize decks for m- multiple of the formats that we've had. Yep. So it's been awesome. It's, it was a really good, good addition to the game. I think. Yeah, for sure. Now what wasn't a good addition to the game, our LVP Eternatus V max. <laughs> what yeah. a freaking card, man. What a freaking card. And for so many of the sets, it was so, so good. So good. I mean, I played that deck a lot in Omnipoke League and in Players Cup and just on the ladder. Like, I liked that deck generally, but it was so linear and so just simple, simplified, (laughs) right? Yeah. Um, That it, especially at this point in time. Right, for sure. And so, like, we were all kind of looking for, you know, another set to like bring some diversity to the game and we all wanted a new set to 
kind of overthrow the tag teams, which I guess in a way Eternatus <laughs> did, yeah, but so. just not in the way that we all kind of wanted it to. Yeah, absolutely. With like, you know, with like skill ceiling and like, yeah, and it was just know. such a frustrating deck to play against. Cause it's like you either, <laughs> either had a deck that was good against Eternatus or you had a deck that wasn't good against Eternatus. <laughs> yes, that's definitely true. Yeah, you just water lost that game unless they just dead drew off. Right. And that's the thing, too, is like, yeah, you were just at the mercy of there was no real way to build Eternatus to like make it that much more consistent. Right. Like you're playing your four Crobat, you're playing your four Research, your four Marnie. Like that was pretty much it. Yeah. And so that made it frustrating as well because it was like, well, I don't think I can really outplay my opponent necessarily right so yeah like there's no or there's no way i can like deck build my way into outplaying my opponent i guess yeah, is what I exactly exactly so um let's go to vivid voltage though let's do it so after a long three months with darkness ablaze or i guess it was a shorter period of time with darkness ablaze um vivid voltage was fresh Ready to liven up the format. JW, what was the most valuable player in Vivid Voltage? For me, I loved the concept of Amazing Rares. <laughs> me too, I loved man. the concept me of too. Amazing Rares. They were so epic. They were so fun. Such good content. Such good content. And, you know, they only happened like a quarter of the time, <laughs> realistically. But yeah. they were super cool when they did happen. And um, they just were great art. Like, I'm a collector of Amazing Rares. Like, if you got Amazing Rares lying around the house, like, sell them to me. For real. Uh, I loved the artwork. I thought they were beautiful cards. They just kind of didn't, you know, didn't perform all that well. But they made for some fun games, for sure. Yeah, Amazing Rares. Honestly, I loved the idea of that. I love the art, obviously, was phenomenal. They're beautiful beautiful cards um but i also kind of like the idea of just having these like intentionally absurd cards you know where they have these like crazy effects but it's like yeah you're not really ever going to use this but like if you want to try like (laughs) right high risk high reward sure and and that's the thing too i think is missing a little bit in the game design at times and why this was so refreshing in the vivid voltage format is like they had cards that were that were like on the cusp of usable, right? Because if any of these had, you know, maybe one less energy cost, right? Or two of the energy were like the same type, right? Like I think about Kyogre. Kyogre would probably have been an insane card if it was like two water and a lightning to power it up, right? Because now you're not dealing with three different types. Um, But so it was on the cusp of being playable. And a lot of the times if you could get it going you know like i'm thinking about kyogre the rayquaza was pretty good you know zamazenta zacian if you can get those things going like they were going to do some pretty pretty big damage yeah well i i in a way i kind of like that they're so ridiculous though like i feel like so many pokemon cards like have such obvious like niches or you know build and play kind of strategies Mm -hmm. Um, and you kind of like mix and match those different 
like subsets of cards together whereas like amazing rares is like yeah you got to just figure this one out on your own like <laughs> yeah there's not like a way to make this work so you got to figure that out yeah they didn't really like come with a built-in you know package right? yeah and so, so i don't know i wish that i almost wish that was something that they just like continued like imagine just like one amazing rare per set and it's just like i don't know it's be cool yeah for sure um, okay so then what would be your lvp for the vivid voltage format i think now i'm thinking about it more i think there's two um the first one goes without saying that the format for vivid voltage vivid voltage didn't bring enough to the game i brought nothing bro <laughs> so we just played like six months of darkness of blaze format basically <laughs> <laughs> Which was so miserable by the end of that. That was the dark days for me. Like Literally, that felt so the hard. Darkness was a blaze at this. Yes. <laughs> you know, right before battle styles, that was tough, man. That was really that tough. Was really tough. Um, I think the other LVP though, and this is the one we had written down, is the the distributors <laughs> were an LVP at this time period, and like the printing, I guess. Like Vivid Voltage got printed like once <laughs> ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, they gave out, like, three booster boxes of Vivid Voltage, and that was the entirety of the set. So if you didn't get one of those three booster boxes, you had to, <laughs> you had to buy one of the cards. Yep. <laughs> that was just yeah. was impossible to find. Why? <laughs> I know. It was so crazy. I mean, you know, we can blame it on COVID, but. I Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So that was a, it was just a difficult era of the game, I think. Oh, for sure. It was a low point for a lot of people, I feel like. Because, and actually the funny thing though, is like Vivid Voltage probably becomes like a significantly better set in about two weeks. Yeah. Right. Like when we get the Flaffy, like <laughs> all of a sudden, cause I think that was, I mean, that was the set that had the Chonky Chew. Mm-hmm. And then I think we also got like one other major lightning VMAX. I, I, I'm forgetting like Toxtricity or something. I should know this off what's, the top of my head. Toxtricity, I don't think. Maybe there was one. Oh, uh, Co- was it Coco? Coco VMAX? No, that was. I'm pretty sure there was one styles, other lightning. Right? I'm pretty sure there was one other lightning. V- I, maybe I'm misremembering, but uh, in any case, like people were trying to make Pikachu VMAX work. And it, again, there's another one like on the cusp of being pretty decent, right? Uh, doing some pretty big damage, but uh, falling a little bit short in the end. So, hey, who knows? Yeah, maybe uh, maybe a little a little flaffy action can get uh, get some of those V maxes going from Vivid Voltage. A little flaction, right? <laughs> well, let's go right into battle styles then. Uh, so battle styles, I mean MVP is battle styles. <laughs> Literally, the concept True. of battle styles was the MVP. <laughs> what an awesome addition to the game. We've been so high on battle styles ever since they kind of like announced it. We thought it was going to be good and it really has been, you know, I, sometimes I think when these kind of mechanics are printed, they almost become like too, like, I don't know, cookie cutter or like build Mm. and build and play. But I, I feel like the rapid strike and the single strike mechanics have both had like their kind of defined niche. They've, both like found their ways as just individual cards into other decks and they're just a lot of fun to play as an archetype as well so and i think one of the best parts about this mechanic is they're not giving up on it they're continuing to iterate on it we got the fusion style coming now so 
I mean, just props to Pokemon. We've <laughs> we've talked a lot about how good we think this is, and um, it's been super fun to take part in the styles. Yeah, I think like one of the things that makes it a good mechanic, from my perspective, is it gives players a framework for creating a deck without dictating that they have to create the deck that way. Yeah. Right. Like Inteleon, Rapid Strike Inteleon, like is just a generally good card. But if you pair it with some of the other Rapid Strike tools, right? Like it it does maybe potentially like a little better or or it can fit, you know, very well into the Urshifu deck that also happens to be a Rapid Strike Pokemon and like, oh, hey, they can also use this same energy, but it's not exclusive, right? We've seen yeah. other mechanics like this. I think about something like the SP Pokemon, right? They had their whole thing, but it was really confined right you couldn't really use the the mechanics of of the sp era the um uh the u-turn the um or the poker turn excuse me the the tool i'm I'm blanking on everything now yeah the energy gain you know the (laughs) sp radar these kinds of things like you couldn't use them for other pokemon and just really kind of limited the deck building like you were making an sp deck if you included those cards Whereas now you have, okay, you can choose and like, oh, hey, there might be some uh, reasons to maybe include both a single strike and a rapid strike or a fusion and a rapid strike. Like there's kind of that framework that's given to you, but that's not dictating how you build your decks. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of single and rapid strike, though, JW, what's the LVP? Bro, a card... That should never be this expensive. Drizzile. <laughs> I don't think Drizzile is our battle styles one. You don't think it was our battle styles one? Our LVP? No, we have Drizzile later, man. Oh, okay, well, Drizzile is an LVP for the Chilling Rain format. What was our <laughs> LVP for battle styles? <laughs> we, I had down Houndoom. Oh my goodness, Houndoom, of course! Because that was a flub. <laughs> of course. Remember how excited we were for Houndoom? So excited, man. So excited. Like, like really excited. Really, really excited. I stand, by, I stand by my take that I think Houndoom's problem is the single strike Pokemon, not Houndoom. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, it didn't really get too much support, did it? I blame the other single strikers. Houndoom is trying his hardest, but... The team is just not there for him. I mean, let's lay out the squad, right? You got Urshifu, uh-huh. the single strike Urshifu. The baby and then you got D-Max. Tyranitar. Uh-huh. And Tornadus. Tornadus. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally it, yeah. <laughs> that's... I mean, you got like primate <laughs> <laughs> oh you got no there's a there's a non vmax uh single striker that's what i was saying yeah the, the oh yeah and, and then there's the surviper oh yeah the surviper. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean this is like i feel like this is if we were to make it a sports analogy i feel like this would be like lebron playing on the lakers like three years ago <laughs> When it was just like basically yeah, him. I don't think Houndoom is LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Could be. Could be. 
Yeah, I don't think Hadoop's all the way to LeBron, but he's definitely held back by his homies. That's right. True. Very true. <laughs> so, you know, Battle Styles was a really fun addition to the game, though, as a set. Um, you know, lots of enjoyable pieces there. And so, JW, take us home with Chilling Rain. Okay, well, this is our this is our L- MVP. MVP for Chilling Rain. Card that now, should granted, never have it been. It should not be this expensive, but it should not be this expensive. But it's like a real zero to hero story <laughs> in the Drizzle, right? Like this is a an uncommon card, little diamond in the bottom right, should be worth somewhere between ten and twenty five cents. Is now worth somewhere between three and five dollars. Absolutely ridiculous, but will be a card that. Will have a significant impact uh, moving forward, and of course oh, we yeah. bring it up in Chilling Rain because it was a Sword and Shield card. But uh, obviously, with the addition of the Intellion and the sniping, like very very strong, uh, and, and just a really nice kind of alternative to just having Crobat draw in the post rotation format, and even pre rotation, like just a nice alternative to having you know, Crobat or Dedenne draw. Uh, I think even looking more ahead, like post-rotation, Drizzile, I think, will have just a greater impact because Crobat will have a lesser impact. There's just less cards that can uh, thin the deck, um, you know, thin the hand. Like, it just... The Crobats we're going to find are going to be very clunky and very awkward. And so I think Drizzile, like, moving forward, like, again, we've, we've said this on the cast many times, but just, if you don't already have them and you can find them for... You know, relatively cheap like you got to do it because i don't think that it's that that card's really going anywhere it definitely is not um so shout out to drizzle man you you came up strong in the end that's right um and the lvp is also a card that did not come out in chilling rain um but it's a card i think we can all agree we would do better without <laughs> and that card is gengar and Mimikyu gx um, this card literally it wreaks havoc whenever it is in a deck, right? Like nobody ever wants to see a Gengar movie queue because <laughs> it it just causes problems. So obviously the main offender there is going to be that Horror House GX. Um, in this format, the primary use of that is to just give you a free turn of setup with the Shadow Rider Calyrex. And that is just such an astronomical difference in the game plan. I mean, you can get so many energy into play for free um, just by saying Horror House, and your opponent literally cannot mm-hmm. do anything about it. That's what Horror House says. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's wild. It, I'm I'm just like, I kind of think about it, you know, and especially when they kind of gave it the enablers of the Shadow Rider Calyrexes. Like, that's a huge enabler, right? Because you're just looking <laughs> to get a bunch of energy into play all the time. Um, it's just like, it's amazing that they ever printed that. Like, it just says, not like you can't attack, right? Like, because I feel like the Cobalion, there's some of that, okay, you know, you're getting an extra turn to set up, but like, you're also kind of letting your opponent play the game. But like, Gengar is just like, yeah, you you wanted to play the game? Well, think again, bud. Yeah, literally, unless you have a Pokemon on the board that you can get to the active that can attack for a significant amount of damage then it literally doesn't matter. Your turn is yeah. worthless. It's so funny. It's so funny. 
absolutely yeah. incredible and then i i think the attack is like pretty busted too right because like 50 times and then you know let's say your opponent like draws prizes like they can't even choose to you know <laughs> play around that you know it's like man, or if you insane. use the second energy like this is something that you know shadow mm. rider can do is like they can get the second energy right. on there right. they force you to draw the cards you cannot play them and then- <laughs> And then they knock you out. <laughs> they body you. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough for sure. <laughs> so, I mean, worst case scenario, they at least are looking at your hand. There's still right. looking- <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, my cat! <laughs> uh, sorry about that. My cat literally dashed across my. I've never seen her do that. She dashed That's across my so keyboard funny. and happened to hit the power button, which is like it. Not even easy to press. <laughs> so that's i got a really funny screenshot that's wild man that's wild well thankfully the the recording was continuous um but the stream probably died for a second yeah, um, yeah i did you'll <laughs> edit you'll edit that in post yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll edit that in post that was insane <laughs> but that's funny but yeah i mean i just got gangar mimicute literally right there <laughs> so true so there so you true. go um, I, but I think overall, you know, this is all in lighthearted fun. This was a good year for the Pokemon trading card game. I think it was a lot of fun and I'm really excited for what's on the horizon. Yeah. I feel like one of the, one of the things that I like about you, Riley, and I feel like I have this attitude too, is like, we're always pretty hopeful, uh, when it comes to the future of the game. Um, I think we've seen a lot of good things from the company in terms of, Players Cups, great. Yeah. Would love to see more organized tournaments like that from the top down. I've seen a lot of good things from the community. Let's not forget the enabler of all these good things in the community, Limitless. I think that would be, um, it would be a much different online play community if we had to use Battlefy or <laughs> if we had to use some other tournament organizing software. Um, so shout outs to Limitless for their MVP of the year. Limitless. Incredible site. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think we have hope. You know, they didn't say anything in the Pokemon Direct, but I've been talking with Andrew. Like, I'm feeling, I'm, f- I swear, I'm feeling a new client. Like, it's in the air. It's in the air. <laughs> I, I seriously am feeling it. I'm feeling some big change to the game, like to the online game, JW as we know given it. The gift of prophecy. I know, I know. So reference this reference me talking about this <laughs> when we get it that new go. shiny client there you go well so. thank you all so so much for being a part of this year of the pokemon trading card game with us whether you're a longtime listener or this is your first episode we appreciate you and what you're contributing um if you like the podcast make sure to leave a rate and review and if you don't like it leave a rate and review and let us know what we can do better be sure to check yeah, us absolutely. out on twitter as well you can find us at smiles with riles for myself real john walter for mr jw crewall and the podcast at tag team pokemon and of course we record live every week at twitch.tv slash munner and jw has lots of streams on his own channel as well at twitch.tv slash flex righteous yeah, we'd love to see you around. Uh, keep plugged into the community. Thank you guys all so much for uh, almost the completion of a great year. We got one more episode left in this season 
but uh, really it does does mean a lot to us that uh, you continue to keep coming back <laughs> despite us being crazy. So we're a little crazy. We're a little <laughs> bit crazy. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>